uh, Kama, but your name continues to be mentioned to me this week about uh, Live Golf. Um, what's your position? Are you interested? Is there any truth to suggestions that you might be signing? Um, I just won the British Open and you're asking about that. I think that's pretty not that good. <laughs> Fuck you, Phil! <laughs> <laughs> Sam Wyman, Alex Myers, I'm Shane Ryan. Here we are, gentlemen, with our very last episode, episode number eight. Our producer, Greg Gottfried, maybe you can play a song here, like one of the ones you hear on your high school montages when you're graduating, like Good Riddance by Green Day. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. You know, bittersweet, we've, uh, we've done it, and here we are with the episode, I think, all three of us were looking forward to the Rory McIlroy episode. Sam, we'll start with you. I kind of want to, I want to reserve my thoughts right now. They're a little complicated, my thoughts, but what do you think? Did this live up to the hype? Was it a good episode? Was it a great episode? Uh, where do you land here? Uh, I would, between good and great, you know, when you start talking about expectations, that's where things get a little uh, more complicated because I think it was built up and you're thinking about Rory and you're thinking about the dramatic events of the open championship like from a golf digest perspective we made a huge deal out of that open and how how important that was in the context of the season strangely enough one of the disappointments if i'm going to use that word about this episode is that the open was i felt underplayed to an extent but i felt like they redeemed themselves with the way the, way the episode played out and the way it finished so uh i, I do think it was a great episode i think the one overarching thought I had about this is in this series, we've had great players who gave you a little. We had kind of lesser players who gave you a lot. This one was the closest to a great player giving you a lot. I was watching golf last week and Poppy said, I don't like golf. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> See everything around you? All because of golf. So Rory McIlroy is an incredible personality, obviously an incredible player, and also someone who gives the goods from a – from a interview standpoint, from a being candid, um, he just has a commanding, charismatic personality, and that's what really carried this episode, in my view. Yeah, you know, I, I'd actually I'd give it even better marks than Sam. Um, def, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say the great. You know, definitely wasn't the greatest episode of TV I've ever watched, but it was really good. And 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 it is funny how our expectations can shape these things because I did go into this with really high expectations, but. It, it, it pretty much lived up to it. Um, you know, they, like Sam said, they got a great player who gives great stuff. I mean, we'll get into all the fun stuff. There were so many great little jabs he had. There were great little moments. Um, the, the only thing I would say that kept it from being great, great, is I disagree with Sam. I think they did focus on the opening up, and I think they – kind of showed that whole live versus the tour and, and the significance of everything. The one thing I didn't like is that then all of a sudden they go two weeks later. He's just come back from Scotland and we want to have a super special day with Rory McIlroy. And they show Rory doing that clinic somewhere. I would have liked to see what, how Rory reacted in those two weeks to one of the most crushing losses. It's not like it wasn't as crushing from a, you know, he choked it away like Mito Pereira in the last episode, but man, everybody just kind of thought he was going to win this open end his drought. Everybody was rooting for him. And then he doesn't get the job done on Sunday. And then you don't really see that follow-up from him. We got to see the follow-up from him when he wins, but not as much when he loses. So that would be my 
biggest negative and critique of the whole thing. Otherwise, I thought it was a great episode. I thought the same thing, Alex. And then I, I also gave them a little bit of a break because if they had the goods, they would have shown it. I think. Oh, of course. <laughs> so no, I, think, I, I, think, I, I blame Rory for I blame Rory for that. I think sure. I think there must have been a point where his agent yeah. or somebody said, "Guys, no cameras, go away." Right. You know, because yeah, I was wondering. I'm like, is Rory going to be sobbing somewhere? Yeah, I, like that was actually exactly. one of my big questions coming into the episode. I'm a little bearish compared to you guys on this one, and. I have resisted the idea that because we know golf, we can't analyze this TV show in the past. Cause I think we can't, we know what good TV is. We've all watched plenty of TV. This is the first one where though, where I've actually said or thought to myself, everything I know about golf is diminishing this for me. And that might not be a fair thing to say, but for me, it dragged. I didn't need to see the live thing play out. It was just too in the middle. It was too long. The tournaments were great. The middle was too long and it was stuff I already knew, but I think it's because I already knew it. That I was just like, all right, redundant. Come on, we. I've, I was at some of these press conferences. I don't need to see them again. Um, so this, you know, when we talk about expectations, Alex, you said something about moments, and for me, this was a show. This was an episode of great moments. There were yeah. a lot of funny moments, a lot of mm-hmm. you know, but overall, I didn't love the whole episode as a coherent thing. Yeah. I, let me just say two things to Shane. I think there's two things here, Shane. A, obviously, again, it's very tough when we cover this so much and we follow it and we know everything going on. We've talked about that a few times. The second thing is I will say we are kind of banging out these episodes and I know that's what some people will do as well, but yeah. like it's, it does feel, you know, when we always joke about, Oh, they're back to the PGA championship. Oh, they're back to this. You know, Oh, there's the cut line over and over again. Part of that is because we're watching these like every day and coming back with it. So I, yes, they had dove into the live stuff, obviously numerous times before, but I think this time they did it in a different enough way. I'm a big fan of the history of the game, of the history of the big championships. And I can list off the last 50 open champions and the last 50 masters champions. Doing the whole historical context of the game and having that stuff at the beginning with Nicholas and Trevino and Tiger and the whole champions thing that they do at the open. I actually thought that was really well done i was like wow they they that was smart because because if if it wasn't for that i would agree with you more shane i would say man we're doing the whole live versus tour again yeah Yeah. they came at it from a little bit of a different angle i thought you know what's interesting to me is i found that they failed to take that next level of context about the old course what makes the old course special um the the trajectory of Rory's career. And they talked about him not winning a major in eight years. Um, but really like what exactly happened? Like, what does he struggle with in that time? You know, what is the, what is the typical way that some of those tournaments play out? I just found like, they sort of said, St. Andrews is a great place and Rory hasn't won a major. And then he ended up not winning. And I wanted a little bit more of an emotional buildup to the significance mm-hmm. of the old course, the significance of where Rory was in his career. I think they did a, you know, they did a good job of certainly playing up the Rory as the flag bearer for the PGA tour and the, you know, the white hatted professional golfer. But it just felt like the significance of the old course. And why are you making that face Alex? Because I mean, they had Rory saying, this is the Holy grail of our sport. But you need, I'd like at that point, I want a historical context. I want a picture of Bobby Jones. I want to see, I want. I just. Jones. He wants. He wants bag. I agree. You want bagpipes and the Ken I, Burns. The Ken Burns shot on a black and white photo zooming in. Do you I think it would be I'm a great you. question for? It'd be a great question. We're gonna. By the way, we're gonna go. I'm gonna reference an interview with Amy Hartford, 
we'll ask her that question. But do you think a sort of casual golf fan will appreciate the significance of that venue based on what they saw in this episode? I do. I think what you're asking for would only be for the top 1% of golf fans, which, which would be us. Um, and, but then we already know that stuff anyway. So I don't really, I, I don't know. I think they did a good yeah. job saying that it was, it was this historic place. Like I said, Rory called it the Holy grail winning an open there. Um, I mean, they could have done a little more on it, I guess. I, I, they did the same thing of the Masters too. I mean, this is a choice they made. They were not going to go the romantic route. You know, right. like this is from the very beginning, from the very trailer to this, it was going to be golf is a fast-paced, sexy sport. We're not leaning into the nostalgia romanticism thing. So, yeah. I and I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just saying it was consistent with what we've seen that if you think they did underplay St. Andrews, which I know Alex you don't agree, but if you think they did, it was a conscious thing that they did, I would say. I I'm also going to reference, I think, the thing that now is confirmed to me about this series. And let me just say, I'm sure we're going to get into our closing remarks about the overall series and what we liked and we didn't like. So this is not a indictment of the overall series, which I had a favorable impression of. I don't think they did a great job uh, portraying the sport of golf and the actual blow-by-blow -blow action of what happens in a tournament. Scotty Scheffler just inside of nine feet here for par. That's very nicely done. It was just, you know, guy makes one putt, guy misses another putt. It's like no no understanding of what was happening and the significance of different moments. It was just golf shot, putt, golf shot, putt, without any delineating between the difficulty of a shot, the sort of level of the level of um, skill required for certain shots. Did anyone else have that impression? I just felt like it just was like it would be the equivalent of guys, you know, going drive to survive driving on a racetrack and one guy finished ahead of the other. That's all you needed to know. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with you. And I, I think along with that, there were times when they underplayed enormous moments. And then on the opposite, they overplayed big moments. The one that I'm sorry, they overplayed moments that weren't so big. The one that I wrote down, which made me laugh a lot and it was real audio. So it's not like it's their fault, but when Rory holed out on Saturday from the bunker, the announcer acted like it was Maradona scoring the hand of God goal in like the World Cup. It was just, it made me laugh. So I'm like, oh my God. It's like, it's like, it's Saturday. Like, calm down. I mean, and it was a cool moment. And I know the, you know, there's, it was in Scotland, but he has his Irish fans there and they love him and everything like that. But, yeah, I, so Sam, I'm with you, and I think, and maybe maybe Alex are going to disagree with me on this too, and maybe you're right. But I even thought like the Cam Smith putt was underplayed. Oh, totally, totally. This is going to be a really tough shot. That's pretty impressive. Good if touch, me, heck yeah. yeah, great touch. They show his tee shot, which. He, it's a perfect tee shot, which I had forgotten about. It's like he blew the approach. And all of a sudden, yeah. they show him putting around the green. So obviously, he'd blown the approach. They should, if anything, they should have showed the approach and been like, "Oh my God, the pressure's getting to him, or whatever." Mm -hmm. This is the most. This is an impossible situation. This bunker is. Everybody avoids this bunker. You know, 
That's I, what. I, that's kind of what I was talking about too. It's not so much the romantic elements, even just like the difficulty and the history of that whole. There was not that was a bad to contextualize it. Okay. It was the first time I will say that I did catch myself wondering if they didn't want to give Cam Smith too much credit, and and I have not thought that throughout the series. Wow. And I'm not even saying it's true, but it's the first yeah. time I've thought it where I'm like, and then like they went right from winning to the the question from. Uh, well, I'm blanking on his name, but he's a great writing reporter. Um, anyway, the, the question where you asked him about, are you going to live golf? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they yeah. went right from that to that. And yeah, it was just like, yeah, it made, By me, the way, Shane, it made, it made me, it made me put the question mark in the air. Shane, you uh, mentioned the radio announcer on Saturday. I did think of you because we had made fun of the, in the Matt Fitzpatrick episode of him driving to the, the golf course and the PGA tour radio and uh, how they're sort of, playing that up in we've all been to Scotland for opens, you know, the radio experience is in fact a big part of it and it is actually a much bigger deal. So it, it just compared to um, here where they try to make it seem like Friday night lights and and Texas football there, when they had the radio announcers that actually did work for me because it actually is an authentic part of, of um, the experience there. Fair I enough. Mean, Fair I, enough. I remember the first Ryder Cup I went to, putting the BBC feed on it. it oh, it's so fa- good! Fantastic. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so good. They're just describing mean, every description. No, but to your point with Smith, you know, I think you overheard an announcer at one point say, "And that's five birdies in a row." They never say, "Oh, by the way, he shot a back nine 30 um, mm-hmm. right. at St Andrews to win an Open." I mean, it's the stuff yeah. of legend, and thrown in there is arguably the greatest two putt in the history of golf, especially because it's one of the most famous hazards in golf. He putted around it, got up and down. I, I, I you're right. Th- that was lost because there are things that they, they played up maybe that were, you didn't need to play up, but if they were going to play up anything, it would be Fitzpatrick's bunker shot in 18, you know, at Brookline, mm-hmm. Brookline. And here it would be Cam Smith's two putt. Um, those were the two biggest moments on course of the entire season and, and two of the most memorable moments in golf history, really. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. They they definitely could have done better with that. So that's true. The bunker shot on Saturday was pretty amazing. And again, it, it I think it all spoke <laughs> to this kind of like, they also could have said, you know, it was the only time he went in a bunker, he ended up holding it. It was all kind of like everything is going Rory McIlroy's way. He can, there's no way he can lose this tournament. And yet somehow he still did, which is again, another part of golf that mystifies everybody when, when certain things happen, but no, they definitely, they definitely could have played up the Smith angle more and they didn't have him and they didn't. So they didn't use it as much. I agree. Yeah. Just, just back to the, um, my criticism of how they portrayed golf. There's a line from Amanda Renner, which is not wrong at all. Where she says, when Rory is playing at his best, I don't know who can beat him. Everybody has said that for 10 years, basically. No, I don't disagree with it. I think that's actually, that's actually true. My, the, my criticism is why, tell me why, like, you know, the, if you're not a, if you're not a golf fan and you haven't yeah. followed up, do you know why do you understand that his yep. golf swing is, is a work of art and you know, he hits the ball, you know, 320 yards. So they kind of fully talking about it. They kind of said, he said like, he's got a lamp. He's got a, what was it? A, a Honda frame and a Lamborghini engine or something yeah. like that. No, but they kind of made it like, all right. I don't know. Different when he does it. You know, okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. I, but did you have any, I guess in the whole series, did you have anything, uh, did anything stand out about the stylistic differences between any of the players? No, that you- no. You, if you watched this whole series, you learned 
about certain guys and maybe their backstory, but from a technical standpoint, no, you don't, you don't know. Um, Rory is the, the, maybe the greatest driver of the golf ball in history. Right. You don't learn that sort of stuff. You don't know. Cam Smith is one of the greatest putters in history. You don't, you're right. Yeah. You and don't it, come away with that sharp golf knowledge, maybe that, that you, but, but you still might like the guys enough to watch. No, I know. I know. It's just like, and, and, and I'm acknowledging no, that that's a, you yeah. get, you're going down a bit of a rabbit hole where yeah. suddenly it becomes really difficult and maybe elusive to the average viewers. So I, I, I want to acknowledge that it's not easy. Um, it's just something that I feel like would add something, right? If you understood that, you know, if it was a hockey player, like this guy's a great skater, but not ha- doesn't have a great shot or whatever, like just something that that sets them apart as opposed to they're just, you know, one guy made putts one time and one guy didn't. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, you know, for all the talking head stuff you had, there was plenty of time for Sean Foley to be like, here's what makes Rory good. When he makes his turn, he does this and this and this, and this is why he hits the ball a mile, even though he's short or whatever. Um I think my answer to that of why it's like that is their whole MO. And this is true of like, it's true in the tennis doc, by the way, which I've watched. It's true in drive to survive. They're making broad entertainment for people. And I don't think the people that came in did it. I think the people who came in and made it uh, the editors, the producers, et cetera. Some of them may be golf guys, but I think by and large, what they are first and foremost is TV guys. And they know how to make a kind of flashy, splashy product. And I'm with you, Sam, like, this is for me. After watching this episode, I think I'm downgrading to a B minus. We talked about our grades wow. for the entire wow. series. Damning. Yeah. But that's not like, no, that's not damning. Like a B minus is still like, I had fun watching it. Like it was still fine. I mean, but, getting into a good state school with a B minus, that's pretty yeah, good, absolutely. right? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, exactly. No, I, I just think it's like, this was entertainment for the masses, except I don't know if it'll connect with the masses, but there was so many missed opportunities to get into the depth of things and not, not just on like the technical stuff, which would have been great on the history stuff on anything. There was always the choice to go broad rather than going narrow. And I think people like narrow. I, so I, I enjoyed the series and this is not meant to be condemnatory or anything like that. I'm so glad it exists. I liked watching it, but there were so many missed opportunities too. You know, you, you, that's a great point with Foley because you know, you have Dylan and Dan who are, let's be honest, basically the same person. Then you had, you know, Amanda and you had, uh, or not the same person, but the same job, the same background. They had a similar role in the, exactly. in the production of the show. You had Amanda show, right? and Henny thrown in there to give a little different perspective. And and then you had Foley, who's yeah. a coach. Yeah. And, yeah. But yet he provides the same kind of talking points that the other people did. Yeah. That's a exactly. And you're right. And instead of having Dylan and Dan, not that they both did a great job. Why not have a hot, I mean, they threw in Chambly, I guess a couple times in the whole thing. And by but the way, everything really, Chambly said, everything Chambly said was like gold. I thought, yeah. like, yeah, well, and, they, and, they, and they used them like twice. The yeah. best. I mean, he's amazing. Why wouldn't it be gold? but why not have Chambly weigh in more on the history or have a Jaime Diaz weigh in on the history or so, just somebody you just yeah, a little different i think to shane's point it's because then you're veering off course and you're making it a little too nichey you know and yeah. and I, I think we're all in agreement that we wanted that as golf people and also also i think as believers in the fact that part of what makes golf interesting is all these sort of elements um that make the game so difficult and you know certain shots being uh more challenging than others like you know golf on its own just seeing guys you know up and down a leaderboard is not that entertaining but when you understand how difficult the sport is and the mental challenge it is and the technical challenge it is and the emotional elements that make it so difficult you need to explain that and then when you see a guy make a putt on 18 
you have a greater appreciation for it. By the way, very quickly, uh, you mentioned Dan and Dylan. I want to reference my maybe my favorite part of the episode or one of my favorite parts of the episode is they show this is very inside baseball. Dan Rappaport uh, on a tee somewhere, and it says Dan Rappaport, golf journalist, and he's standing yeah. next to Alan Shipnuck, who is like Ooh. Dan. Just could be some random guy, which I love. <laughs> you know, Alan just you know, it's just some. He could have been just some random guy. Alan is was Dan's the mentor. Most- the most decorated golf journalist maybe ever and right dan's mentor and he's just some loser standing next to dan and then and then they catch dan also at the on 18 at, at the open and it's like dan's out there it's almost like he's like a celebrity amongst the crowd like this day rapaport golf journalist look at him he's, he's mixing it up with the with the fans but that was amazing yeah i think they should redo the graphics too when they show dan rapaport just have a big question mark over shit face <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> random uh, interloper but let's get let's do some positives here yeah there's a okay. lot of positives okay. there's a lot of positives there were some great moments um trevino mocking nicholas <laughs> yeah you forgot that wedge in the playoff at marion on nine oh. did i do one of those the hell you the side covered the ball up <laughs> how are they going to remember they weren't even born yet. That's why I was showing them. <laughs> so they could. He wasn't born yet. Oh, so I'm just going to get into the daggers here. Mocking Nicholas over a chip from like 50 years ago that he chunked it. And and, and everybody just, Tiger just yucking it up. That was amazing. Um, then, I like, I just, real quick with Alex, I like the idea that he did it and said it was Jack and expected everyone to know what he was talking about. Oh, right. right like, right. here's a man who won 18 majors, but yeah, you're all going to remember the one chunk chip he right. had at Marion or something. Right. But then Jack's like, these guys weren't even born yet. And he's like, yeah, that's why I have to show them. I mean, it, it, it was <laughs> yeah. so good. And then Rory with maybe the two greatest daggers ever. Um, he's talking with Todd Lewis about Patrick Reed having to go to the Asian tour. Oh my God. Or he says, and drop, and drop spots and in the world rankings. Beautiful. 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 I mean, <laughs> wow. And then they get into the Phil Mickelson stuff and he literally says, fuck you, Phil. <laughs> Amazing. You think they'll put that in? And someone else is like, it's definitely going in. I hope so. That yeah. is amazing. I've never, I've never heard of any sort of like, we've obviously heard of the beef especially recently with Reed and Rory, although Rory did kind of stick up for him with that whole drop situation, but Rory and Phil, I mean, wow, that was kind of out of nowhere. I mean, that was, I, I mean, you know, it came up, I'm sure with all the live stuff, but that was great. I, I love that stuff. The, the, he was talking to someone from the PGA tour. I think it was Andy Pazer, um, where he's talking about getting guys on board. And he says something like, you know, no other athlete gets to play, gets to pick yes. where we want to play. We've all gotten a little soft, that and good. that that's awesome. With his, jives with a story I heard about Rory. I probably shouldn't mention the other player just in case it's not true. There's another player who has since gone to live who says it's ridiculous. We're we're underpaid. We're not getting what we deserve. Or yeah, we're not getting what we deserve. And Rory says, "Hey, we're golfers. We yeah. don't deserve anything." And I just you know that's that's Rory in a nutshell. I mean. We right. talk about perspective. That is perspective. And that's kind of been his marching orders. Remember that line at the way beginning, the first line of the episode, or one of the first lines, Poppy says she doesn't like golf. He says, look around you. This is all because of golf. Yeah, yeah. He just gets it. <laughs> you know, he just gets it. Totally. And that came through throughout the episode. Well, he's the guy who had the quote, you know, if I had a hundred, whatever million dollars, like I'm still only going to use like four rooms in my house. Like mm-hmm. what, that's right. know, yeah. the difference. So like, He's given these amazing perspective goals. That scene with Andy Pazner was was fantastic because 
you really it was almost like Rory knew the cameras were on him, but he was still kind of like mumbling, like, mm -hmm. like he shouldn't say this. How's the reaction been to your announcement yesterday? I don't know if Jay's communicated this to you, but about mandatory. Mm -hmm. There's been a lot of blowback on that by the guys in the room. Really? They were sort of blindsided by it. That's sort of the, the feeling. Like, oh, we knew there were going to be four extra elevated events, but we didn't know anything about the main event. And he was, you know, the fight, the blowback from the players, he said they were blindsided by the mandatory. I had to rewind it a few times. Yeah, I, I did too. Tory, yeah. Tory yeah, yeah, yeah. He said mandatory, um, that whole aspect. And now we're seeing it with these designated events. Rory already skipped the, the first one, by the way. So he's got to play in the rest of them this year. But like that the players were blindsided. But then, yeah, he had to go back and be like, guys, like, like, come on. You know, we, other sports, like, you know, they have to show up for the playoffs. They have to do this and that. Like it reminds me, it reminds me so much of the the debate all the time that we get where people talk about the playoff system. And they're always like, it's not fair that the last tournament decides who wins the championship. And you're like, what about every other sport? Every other right. sport. <laughs> Literally every, every other sport. sport. Yeah. Exactly. They do. They always they always want special treatment. Yeah. yeah. It's uh and he was good. the other thing he said, I think the context of what he said to Pazder was. I didn't say this in the meeting, but I thought it, which was like, if I'm willing to do it, right. uh, you know, fill in the blank. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which I also, I also thought was good. It makes me wonder what people like other players will think when they see it too. Um, Jay, yeah. let me ask you, let me ask you again. We had joked about it in the past, but I mean, they did skip over the Wyndham. Were you, were you disappointed? I was I, so mad. I wrote off I mean, so many emails. I am kind of disappointed, but it wouldn't have fit in with this episode at all, but hopefully next year we, we do that. Yeah, it, it is a good I, I think Sam said something in the last episode that is true though, which is the status is so muddled that mm -hmm. it's it's tough yeah. to play like, oh my God, this guy finished 126, heartbreak, he's gone. No, he's not. Like he can play a million fall events still, right? Or yeah. But but no, but I think there there are things, there are so many storylines going on there that I'm sure there's one they could pick out uh every year. Like every year they could find yeah. something and also, it's Netflix. They're not going to tell the truth anyway, so they can just do it. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Well, uh, no, you know, you say that, but like, I watched that. Um, what's it called? The Donaghy. Uh, oh yeah, the NBA. Rep. I came away like, oh my god, this is the most damning thing ever for the NBA. It's it's all rigged. And then I had this author tweeting at me like, "This is your tweets are irresponsible." I covered this. This is and like he broke down why the Netflix doc was really misleading so you never by the know. way I mean, we know that, because we know golf so we can kind of like follow this and be like that's BS. Yeah. that yeah. that raises a really yeah. good point um which is when we decided we wanted to do this both the podcast and the stories that shane is doing about every episode it came from this idea with i i have this experience all the time i'm sure you do as well which is i'm watching some sort of true uh documentary or true biopic series and I inherent, I inevitably Google. Google it. Yeah. Was this yeah. true? Did this really happen? And then you say, well, actually, it wasn't that. It wasn't quite that uh, contrived. This is actually what happened. Right. So knowing that that was the, the 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 motivation for doing this. Plus, it's just fun, and we want to react to it. Where do you think there were the uh, the biggest um, departure from truth or reality or embellishment? Great. Great question. It was a great question, Shane. Thank you for acknowledging great that. Question. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're most welcome. You're most yeah. welcome. Um, you know, it's I'll let I'll I'll uh, what is it? Lamp here for a little while, Alex. I'll give you a chance to think. But yeah, please. 
uh, overall, I think I would say that the little moments almost add up where when mm-hmm. in every episode you see three or four things where you're like, like the one that I'll never forget is Fitzpatrick in the car. And then maybe Chad can tell me I'm wrong tomorrow. And that actually it was the thing playing, but that to me seems so unnecessary, so unnecessary yeah. and like deceiving in a way. And it's just like, why would you do it? And there's just a lot like that. And again, we've said it before, the same complaints came from F1 people in drive to survive. I'm okay. sure, I'm sure in tennis right now, the same things. I don't know that for a fact. I'm sure the same thing in tennis is happening. Max Verstappen, one of the greatest drivers in the world stopped participating because he thought they were playing mm-hmm. up rivalries in ways that were dishonest, you know? God. So these are just, it's like part, part and parcel. Like they come in with a philosophy of, they play fast and loose a little bit, I think. But that's so, not; those are those are embellishments. That's uh, I would call that creative license. I'm talking about, yeah, um, you know, like when sure. they, it's, let me see, like they condense a storyline or they condense a, a timeline on something. So, you know, like in this, I'm sure one of the things about the Donahue thing was like it wasn't quite, you know, the next day it was, you know, six months later this sort of thing happened. So, what you're describing our our what we talked about, like the stitch work, like seeing some of this sure. sort of, yeah. uh, sure. Um, you know, manufacturing some storylines, but I don't think they were false. I just think they were embellished. But that's well, anyway. okay. If you have Nick Faldo saying this putt is to win the Phoenix Open with Scotty she- or the you know the waste manager with Scotty Scheffler, and it's and it's showing the putt he's about to make, you have a true piece of audio and you have a true piece of video, but they are mismatched in a way to give a wrong impression. Now, again, it's nitpicky. Who cares, right? It's like right. essentially it did win the thing for him. Right. And so and right. so they took audio from a few minutes earlier. Who cares? Well. I don't know. Maybe, whether you care or not, is your mileage may vary. But I would argue that it's yeah. Un- I was un- actually un- un- I wondering a couple times during this last episode some of the Tarico audio. I was like, did he really say that? For the 19th consecutive year, East Lake Golf Club here in Atlanta marks the end of this tour season. The stakes are as big as they get on the PGA Tour this year, with the 18 million dollar bonus on the line for the winner. Will it be Scotty Scheffler? He's won four times this year and was number one on the FedEx Cup points list. Right. He like, he like set the stage so perfectly right. a couple of times that it was almost like he was reading a script. But maybe Tariko's just that good. But a couple of times I was like, did they go back and like have Tariko record this? To like, <laughs> that would be, that that would be something else. That would be something else. No, I, I, I agree with, you know, I, I, Sam, I don't know if there's anything, you know, we, we just talked about it. I mean, they, they could have done a little more history of golf a little more technical for sure i mean they did cover the four majors um they did cover the fedex cup they they completely glossed over the players but i don't you know maybe that was part of partly because cam smith won and they didn't have the access so i I think again like they the departure from reality maybe is just focusing too much on the big names and not the guy really struggling those are just emphasis decisions no, Those aren't, I, I, no right. i'm 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 saying that's that's about the only thing and 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 then yes some of the some of the storylines within the episode the contrast that they set up were a little forced as we've talked throughout and so and they didn't necessarily have to do that um so but other than that yeah what's I yours know, sam what's yours i don't i don't know if there is i'm honestly i think most of my grievances are of the emphasis variety not Something yeah. where it was just misleading, or um, they, you know, kind of tried to try to um, over oversimplified certain things. Like again, this is these are none of these things were wrong. You know, you could make the argument that in this episode, the way it was structured, it was like, 
Well, the uh, the Open Championship was disappointing, but it still paved the way for the big finale of the season, the FedEx Cup, which is really the tournament that matters. Like, you know, that's an emphasis <laughs> thing. Right, right, right. Uh, and, and it's funny, Shane, because you had mentioned in a previous episode how you didn't feel like the PGA Tour was um, driving the bus in any of the decisions or any of the things they were saying. Yeah. This was the one time I was like, oh, it was the PGA Tour sort of uh, pushing the Tour Championship and FedEx Cup to make sure that that got its due um, because in my mind, I think we all agree the defining moment of Rory McIlroy's season was him losing the open. Now he did the yeah. tour championship was, was great. It was a huge, it was a huge success and it ended, it allowed to have a silver lining to uh, a season that might've been disappointing, but it was still a disappointing season. I think this was framed as the triumphant, uh, yes. the triumphant finish to his year and you know maybe it's somewhere in between so i'm not i i i'm not yeah i think that's fair i think yeah rory loses the open they skip the two weeks ahead then they come back to the tour championship he wins that and they make it like it's this huge deal which it is for sure and they kind of explain that they do say it's not as old as some of these other events so maybe that's why but it also although on the same token same i'll say um Again, they completely glossed over the players, which is the, the event that the tour wants to be a major. And they didn't mention the FedEx Cup till the final episode, which is kind of I don't, have, I don't have a problem with that. I just oh, I don't have to... a problem. I'm just saying they didn't they didn't force that down our throat. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that, that would have been the telltale sign if they were like exactly. so, Oh man, look at this guy leap to number two in the FedEx Cup after Phoenix. Right, right. Like, what a huge deal. Right. right. And yeah, and look, they never did, did that. He did win $18 million in one golf tournament, you know, it's yeah, yeah. Kind of, and the difference between that and second place is 11 and a half million or whatever. So it is still a big win. The problem, Sam, I mean, yeah, they, they can't give you the Rory triumphant return in a major because he doesn't win majors. I mean, it, this is, this is what he does. He wins every other big event, which he says, he says, I've won everything else. Anything except, you can do in golf, anything yep. you can do in golf, except majors. Mm -hmm. And that's very fair. So he at least got that. that yeah. And I don't, you're I don't right. think I have a solution. I don't have a, I don't, I don't know if I would do it I any either. different. They could have yeah. built, they, you're right. Looking back then they maybe could have, that's what I'm saying. I would have loved to see the two weeks after the open. I would have loved to see Rory be a little more crushed. Um, and then it would have made even the tour championship even better. Maybe. I don't know. Going back to one of my grievances that I've returned to about not sort of explaining the game and the intricacies of the game well enough when Scotty Scheffler fumbles the last hole at East Lake, I felt like that was an opportunity to explain what pressure does to the body. Like mm. you're under pressure, you're playing for $18 million. You know, what happens? You just seem to hit a bad shot and you don't, we don't, we never get a sense of the fact that these guys have to manage, um, you know, physiological changes to their body because of, you know, the pressure they're feeling. I just felt like that's, that's what makes golf so compelling that I wanted them to convey. Yeah. There was one line from Amanda Renner saying like, this just shows you the pressure that golf can do, but you're right. They could have done more. And they even, even just on that last hole, as you know, they're both kind of clunking it around there. They could have had Tariko, you know, dubbing something after the fact or whatever. They could have just had someone saying there's, Eleven and a half million dollars on this hole right now. Like these guys have won, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. masters. But obviously, even with that, you can see the pressure here. They could have even showed Scotty Scheffler four jacking on the final hole of the Masters. 
when he had it in the bag. I mean, you're right, Sam. There's a lot to explore with that that they that they didn't do. Um, I did like the going back to the different subjects throughout the year. And yeah, that was good. A little wrap up. And I, again, I'd only watched a yeah. couple of F1 episodes and I really enjoyed it, but I didn't watch it all. I don't know if they do that chain at the end of every season, but to go back and get a little wrap up from Fitzpatrick, from Finau, from, I forgot who else, but they went uh, from Spieth, from right. JT. They went back and checked in on those guys from early in the they season. They didn't do Joel because Joel didn't make the tour championship. So correct. <laughs> right. Correct. So they, they went back and did that. I like that. And I also like the Rory Ram Morikawa reuniting in the uh, grill room at the tour championship. Apparently that's like, they're like the dinner club or the breakfast club. Those yeah. Days. Holding court. I loved it. Yeah. That yeah. I like that too. Yeah. I think those little things make it cohere and feel like a, you know, a complete product. Um, I wrote down a few other notes, uh, things that either made me laugh or whatever. You know, the, the video of Rory, you guys have seen that before. I'm sure when he's a little kid, Going mm-hmm. and getting the thing. It's always weirded me out how the guy like holds his oh face. Oh my god, he's assaulting like, <laughs> him. It's like we I just I've always been weirded out by that. And I, oh, I would finally have I a place to say thing. it. Okay, okay, good, good. Um oh, crazy. The, I, the one thing on the on the flip side, something that I thought was really cool was um the letter that he referenced getting from Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer when he won the U.S. Open and how it talked about the letter was not just congratulations. It was now you have a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he took that very seriously. And yet at the same time that he talked about his responsibility to the game, it was audio and it was juxtaposed with him doing the metaverse helmet. If we want to get more people to play the game of golf, you need to have it more modern facing. Back, back to the real world. <laughs> I got out of the metaverse. I'm okay. Go, we, made it, we made it back. The key one back. <laughs> and it was just such a weird juxtaposition. I'm like, why yeah. did they choose this B-roll footage of him being in virtual reality while he's talking about such a serious thing? Um, that just kind of made me laugh. And then, um, yeah, the I guess the other thing I, I thought was just um, from a storytelling angle, one thing I thought they did well was at the open and for the most part of the tour championship, they let the, they let the action on the course tell the story. Like they, it was the same thing we talked about. They got away from the talking heads and they said, okay, now we're just showing you. And I think that's when the show is at its best action wise, when it was just going mm-hmm. point to point to point. Um, so yeah, those are just a, a couple odds and ends that I thought I'd throw out there. By the way, did um, Alex, were you there the day when those guys from the VR guys came to our office? No, the- I missed them. So those guys, the I think they were called, I think it's Golf Plus, Golf Plus um, yeah. that virtual reality um, product. They came to our office. I think it was like only like a week or two later afterwards, and they demonstrated and they said that, uh, and this, this stuck with me. They said that when Rory hit a shot um, on the on the VR, he would he would uh, like uh, stamp down his divot. <laughs> you know because it was it is it's, it's incredibly realistic that he would after he hit the ball he would like stamp down his wow. divot um and that always wow. stuck with me so it literally was like you know a week earlier we we didn't mention um hey, one I of the great to, just because we're on that topic sorry you keep that in mind rory um when these guys talk about growing the game and this and that a lot of times you're like eh. I actually believe it when Rory says it. So I, I I thought they did a good job there. And then Shane, speaking though of not believing it, because you brought this up another time. How about the fan though, who goes, 
I'm really happy and proud of the way oh, you've spoken up. Thank you very thank much. Thank you for doing it. I was like, that is a plant. I'm crisis, so crisis actor. <laughs> that was too much. Thank you hey, for can I, can I, if we want to talk about conspiracy theories, can I also yeah. throw this one at you guys? Okay. The song at the end of the tour championship. I didn't like it. I didn't like yeah, it. I was going to say, but it's the lyrics are, you had to be there. And I was like, who is this? You yeah. can't Google that song. You can't Shazam that song. I almost There's no record of that song. There's no record of the song. It's which probably means it's from like a like a like an MP3 vault you can yes. buy things for for this. But like before they had Hozier, they've had like real music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, yeah, I was like I've never heard this song, but it vaguely sounds like a million other songs you've heard. I didn't this, think it fit yeah. the whole vibe. Where does that song come from, folks? This is like that, uh, this is a glitch in the matrix. I don't wow. know. If anybody can find it, let me know. But I certainly couldn't. And you can't. They just ran out of money. Their budget ran dry last episode. Yeah. Like let's <laughs> just get some moment. royalty free music. Maybe um, Chad Mom. Maybe that's Chad Mom. It's band. just Chad singing yeah. over his acoustic. Yeah, yeah wow, with just we gotta a, ask with him about that. Yeah, Garage Band on his MacBook, <laughs> just jamming together. <laughs> By the way, uh, let's before I forget, um, let's just take this moment. We I mentioned we had Amy Hartford from Golf Digest, our uh, uh, head of our product, who was on the first episode. We asked her to watch the show uh, and give her impressions as you know, not a diehard golf fan or a golf person. Um, we promised that we were going to return to Amy and get her impressions of the show because she was, you know, underwhelmed by episode one. So we're going to give her another crack. Uh, we caught up with her. Let's go to that audio now. All right. We're back with Amy Hartford from Golf Digest. Amy, the last time we spoke, this was after you had watched the first episode of Full Swing and you, like the rest of us, were, I guess, underwhelmed. So now yeah. uh, to come full circle, uh, not full swing, uh, we're asking your thoughts about episode eight, and I guess the series in general. So let me start with that. If you were underwhelmed after episode one, what were you after episode eight? Uh, so I definitely liked episode eight. Rory was very uh, charismatic. He was fun to watch. Definitely a much more compelling episode, in my opinion, than episode one. Um, generally, I'm still not in love with the series. I probably would not have watched it, to be honest, in, uh, if you had not asked me to, Sam. If it wasn't a work assignment. Okay. If it wasn't a work assignment, I probably would not have made it past episode one. Um, but it, it certainly did improve for me over the course of the season. All right. Let's 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 drill down on that a little bit. Um, you probably wouldn't watch it. They're banking on the idea that you're going to find the drama of golf more interesting because they're going to explain it to you better and they're going to find that you're going to find the personalities of golf compelling enough to want to, to want to watch more. So where did it fall short in general in that regard? To be honest, and this is going to sound awful, especially because I work at golf digest, but I thought there was too much golf. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, and, and the suggestion is that too much golf, not enough human drama. That was the phrase Correct. you used last time. Correct. I wanted, I still wanted more human drama. I wanted more of the personalities, especially the more compelling personalities like Rory in the last episode, you know, watching him off the course to me was really fun. Mm -hmm. And so I think that if they had leaned more into that, then it would appeal to a wider audience, not right. just a golf super fan. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things they were banking on was, okay, um, Rory is a huge personality. He's he's a he's a charismatic guy. More comparative yeah. to Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, both great guys, but maybe not as outwardly charismatic as as Rory. That even if it is a little bit more golfy, 
that he would carry the episode. What I think what you're saying is, and let's be honest, also like they gave Rory gave access, but he didn't give as much access to like Joel Damon. Some of these guys gave a lot right. of access. He right. didn't show his family. So basically, what you're saying is like if they had shown Rory, you know, with his family more in sort of more natural settings, that would have probably been that would have probably been what you were looking for. Exactly. I wanted to see Rory's family. I wanted to see him at home. That that to me would have made it even more interesting and compelling to watch. Yeah. I mean, one of the things we took issue with all of us and you too, which we were kind of surprised by is that you said it was a little too elementary. Like it was a little too much basic in describing some of the characters or some of this, you know, the kind of particulars of golf. We're eight episodes in, so there was less of that for sure. But did you feel like that was at all an issue in this episode? No, I actually did not. In episode eight, I felt like it was enough uh, exposition, enough explanation of you know how the FedEx Cup works, but not too much. Um, so to me, I didn't feel like they were uh, lecturing me like I okay. did in episode one. Okay. On the other side of that is because this one, you know, it's a lot about Liv and Rory's role in Liv. Again, you you are a little bit biased because you're not a complete novice seeing how you work at Golf Digest. To what extent did you feel like that was covered well enough? Like you didn't feel like you were coming in midway through a conversation? I thought it, they covered it very well because unlike in episode one, that was a little too didactic. Mm-hmm. I thought in episode eight, they talked about Liv enough and Rory's sort of like role as this spokesperson for golf and PGA tour. I thought they did a good job of covering that without explaining it too much because they almost let Rory do the talking through showing him at press conferences and um, conversations off the course, um, as opposed to having talking heads come on and explain it to you the entire time. Sure. Which is how I felt in episode one about them covering the four majors and, you know, how golf yeah. it, it definitely gets better as the show goes on. Um, there's still some of that. Like they 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 explain the cut. They didn't do it in episode eight, but they explained the cut like five times throughout the show, which oh. is kind of a running joke. You know, <laughs> um, there's sort of again, you're you're not the perfect focus group for this, but they're sort of banking on this idea that if you explain the basic stuff of golf and explain the characters and some of the tensions of golf, that it's gonna make you want to watch more golf, if not watch another season of full swing. So mm-hmm disregard where you make your living and that your boss might be listening to this and wants to hear <laughs> um, to what extent are you like, oh, wow, I'm really into golf now. I want to watch. You're shaking your head. So absolutely not. I'm absolutely not more into golf as a result of watching the show. <laughs> are you less into golf? <laughs> no, not less. <laughs> but I think, well, first of all, I think that if they had really hooked me on episode one in the earlier parts of the yeah. season on the human drama aspects, the human interest stories, then I think I would be more inclined to watch golf because I'd be more invested in the characters and the personalities mm-hmm. as opposed to understanding golf better and therefore wanting to watch more of it. It mm-hmm. that did not make it, that does not make golf more interesting to me. Okay. Fair enough. Now, full disclosure, um, you didn't watch the Joel Damon episode and there's a couple of episodes like that where I feel like Tony Fino episode is another one. Like the personality is so likable, so relatable. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, the next time that guy's in contention of a tournament, you're going to want to watch it because you just want to root for that guy. So you, you didn't get that experience from the, the two episodes or whatever the number of episodes you saw. I, I would actually provide a counter argument to what you were saying about there being too much golf because one of the things I thought was a miss was like, part of what makes golf interesting to me is because golf's really hard and there's things that guys do under pressure, executing certain shots, like these little moments that make it really compelling. 
And so I would argue that, yes, I wanted more human drama and more kind of off the course stuff, but I actually feel like if they went really uh, granular on certain elements of golf and explain the difficulty and the tension and what was at stake, I actually feel like that would have hooked people as well. Now we won't know that. So that's a, just a theory on my right. part, but do you, I guess I, I'm guessing I'm looking for you to validate my theory. So. Well, yes, actually one thing that I did notice in episode eight that um, sort of gave me even more respect for someone like Rory is when he's going between holes at the open and the crowd is literally running after him and chasing him and the, the amount of noise and chaos around him and that he's still able to perform under so much pressure that to me was was really interesting and cool to see right and that that's kind of one of my points is like this is so hard the things they do the level of skill they execute and the the ability to manage their emotions if they went even deeper on some of that yeah i feel like you would have had a greater appreciation for when you're watching on tv it just looks like they're playing on a soundstage somewhere so okay totally well, regardless of of what you thought of the show, Amy, your your contributions to this were invaluable. So oh, thank you, uh, I appreciate yeah. it. No, I mean, I think it's great. <laughs> I, mean, I I, I want to. I'm interested to see again. I think in theory or in theory, what we're hearing is episode one was universally sort of panned relative mm-hmm. to the other. I think eight was a much better representation, not the best episode. So I think if enough people see those middle episodes, I think they're going to have a better experience than maybe even you have. But we'll find out. So I appreciate appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, that's awesome perspective from Amy, and we thank her for doing that. Guys, we're at the end here. I hate to say it. I've I've enjoyed this so much. I don't like to wrap it up, but I think now is the time, like in the presidential debate, where we'd all have our closing speech. Um, Any any sort of evaluation or, you know, any kind of closing thoughts might be kind of the best way to, to finish this thing. Can we do this when like other shows come out, like Succession, the next season, or something? We just, just yeah, nothing to do with golf at all. Nothing with golf. <laughs> right. we'll but do- all we talk about is golf comparisons and analogies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> something. Um, again, I kind of said it last time when you asked for our uh, premature grades. I'm gonna stick with the A minus, or I was between B plus A minus. I'm gonna say A minus. Uh, maybe I'm too kind of a grader, but um, I did. I did enjoy it. It did pick up steam in the middle. Um, then it lost a little, but then I think it regained it at the end. We didn't even talk about the closing scene. He's always the first, always, Tiger. Like he's like he'll text you like before the last putt drops. Always the first. He's unreal. Rory saying he got you know praising Tiger for texting him first. That was kind of a cool little tidbit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that was the great and line. I just, you know, they. I think they got enough behind the scenes stuff. I hope. And Shane, you'd kind of alluded this to maybe before, like now that people see what they're doing and maybe they're even more familiar with the F1 series, maybe you get more people on board. We saw, you know, Dan Rappaport tweeted yesterday about all these cameras following Max Homer around. Maybe yeah. they're already starting season two. They did start it last year around already at this time. So maybe we'll get to see more. Maybe we'll get to see players say, hey, this is really good. Let's let's give this access and try to make this show as best as we can to promote our product. So um, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm, uh, I'm glad we did this. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we watched it. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to season two. I'm looking forward to talking to Chad as well and getting his thoughts. All right. I'll go next because I'll be the most negative and Sam, you can finish on a more positive note, yeah. um, but not that negative. Like I said, B minus, you know, if we're, we're talking letter grades, it's like an 82 for me or something like that. It's a good grade. Uh, it's a good show. There's a lot of terrible stuff out there. There's a lot of mediocre stuff. 
I think this yeah, is those, those are your grades in high school, right? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I wish I could be that much. <laughs> those are my dad's grades in high school. Um, they, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was good, but not great for me. Uh, and that, and that's, and that's fine. Like it, having a good documentary on Netflix about golf is amazing, right? Like the, like, let's get to the base reality of this. The fact that this thing exists is awesome yeah. because we get to talk about it. It does. It did show us players in a new way. In some cases that we hadn't seen, there was one great episode of television, the Joel Damon episode. I, you know, I, I thought that was truly like, if everything was like that, it would be an a plus plus for me. The, the fact that that exists is awesome. And, you know, even in an episode that, you know, pick your least favorite one, whether it was episode one or Mito Pereira or whatever, there were moments in that where we kind of all talked about, oh, that was really cool. That was cool. So overall, I'm positive on this, uh, but my grade is probably lower than than yours, I would say. 80, 82, maybe, you know, and not an honors class. So staying at 82. So not bad. Yeah, not, you're not getting promoted. You're not, yeah. Uh, yeah hey, you're right. walking across that stage and, and people are happy for you. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go back to something that I had said right from the outset, which was, does this show do what um, Drive to Survive did uh, for auto racing and what I've mentioned, a good walk spoiled or, or slaying the tiger even uh, did <laughs> off in terms of sort of explaining uh, explaining the game and the drama of, of, a, of a season and hopefully shedding light on, um, you know, a level of depth of golf that you otherwise wouldn't appreciate. I think it does that. You know, I think it's hard for me to say whether it's going to do for, for golf what what, what Drive to Survive did for auto racing because we don't know sort of what the reaction overall is. But I think it's 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 it has the chance to do that where it's going to introduce uh, an audience to personalities and the drama of the sport, despite my misgivings about, you know, some missed opportunities to even enhance that drama even more. I feel like there's been enough people who say, Oh, I didn't know that about Rory McIlroy or, or, you know, Mito Pereira or definitely Joel Damon. Like, if, like you said, if every episode was like the Joel Damon episode, um, it a hundred percent does what those vehicles did at, at an earlier time, which is, you know, explaining, you know, the, the, the sport through the eyes of, you know, not just your superstars, but the people who are fighting for relevance and trying to make the next level and all the stress that goes into being a professional golfer and making people realize that these are not robots, but they're three-dimensional people. So the show does that. I, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time, I feel like the last few weeks uh, or last few days kind of um, critiquing small things. And I think a lot of those are through the eyes of, uh, a golf nerd. And, um, so, and I don't think that's really the best assessment of it. So overall, uh, better than Shane's 82. I think, you know, we're looking at, you know, possibly like low level Ivy league type grades, wow, um, okay. you know, or, you know, like it's getting into Dartmouth N Nescac school, for instance, like, no, these are, uh, this, I thought this was a really good series. I am excited for people who um, have not Netflix uh, to watch it and to get their opinions. But I, I think it, it, it helps the game. I hate to use the phrase grows the game, but I do feel like it helps grow the game. Well, this isn't goodbye. As you guys have mentioned, we're, we have Chad Mum, the executive producer on. So check that episode out. It'll probably be up by the time you listen to this. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, a pleasure, a pleasure doing this eight episodes. Um, pat ourselves on the back, have a piscola and a red wine. Well, yeah. Let's just shout out to Greg real quick. I'm sure we'll do that. Greg, Greg Godfrey, our producer has done yeah. a phenomenal oh, yeah. job. I've listened to the early cuts of these and just, uh, interspersing parts of the episode, uh, really good job. So I hope that that, um, adds to the experience for everyone out there. Yeah, get Greg one of those drinks. What is it again, Shane? A piscola, the uh, the pisco and Coca Cola. Yeah. 
There you go. Yeah. Greg gets Greg gets the best school we've got. Cheers. It's a good way. It's a good way to end it. Yeah. Thank you.